everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Two Days Podcast. I'm Reg. I'm Randy. And joining us this week from across the pond, merry mm-hmm. old England, jolly old England. I don't know what the jolly phrase is. old England. <laughs> there it is. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Miss Elena Fender, Miss Elena Joy, whichever you're going by these days. Welcome here. Elena Joy. It's Elena there Joy it now. We used to be Miss Fender, but that's, you know, that's back in the bye days. Ah, <laughs> we're enough, we're Elena Joy now. Uh, but thanks for, <laughs> thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. Welcome here. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I've known of you for years and years and years. Um, I think you might be a year younger than my wife. You might have, we might have crossed paths there. I'm not sure. Um, but um, let's start off by saying kind of what um, the goal with this is. Um, we're doing yeah. a Pride Month um, slate of episodes. And um, you're one of the most prominent ex-Steinbeck <laughs> LGBTQ <laughs> people that that uh, might ever have existed. So it, it's a great honor I, to have you on the show. <laughs> no, when you reached out and you were like, we're two guys from Steinbeck, we're like two straight dudes just trying to do some good. I was like, I gotta get in on this. That sounds excellent. Yeah, we are We are many things. Um, few of them are good. But um, <laughs> anyway, so let's, we'll get into kind of your, your kind of your, your life growing up in Steinbeck as yeah. a previously bi person, as you have now transitioned, but um, mm-hmm. I'm curious. I think it blends pretty well with kind of your your YouTube story and your and your internet story. So I'm really curious, kind of how that got started, because they sort of follow the same path. Mm. Yeah, like how I got started on YouTube, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I found YouTube, and I found kind of this online community when I was in high school. And I've always loved video as a medium. Like ever since I was elementary school, I remember picking up my dad's old camcorder and just like making a music video or something. And like from that <laughs> moment onward, every, my dad's name is Randy, by the way. So <laughs> excellent. Perfect name. <laughs> 10 out of 10 name. Great Actually, job. did he, did he used to play poker at like the local bars in, in the, okay. I'm sure I played poker against them a number of what? times. <laughs> Hilarious! Like, okay, I told my parents this is a sidebar. I told my parents about the podcast, and they were like, "Oh, what are their names?" And I was like, "I, Reg, you're the only one who gave me your full name." Yeah. So I was like, "The one guy's name is Reg." Oh, do you say your full name on here? Oh yeah, sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, "The one guy's name is Reg Weeb," and they were like, "Oh, we don't think we know any Reg Weebs." <laughs> you know, playing the Midnight Game. Gotta play the Midnight Game always. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> But um, no, so yes, my dad's a big poker fan. Uh, so you, I would not doubt if you had played poker. <laughs> I'm certainly crossed that. Hilarious. Um, so basically, so I, I fell in love with video like very early on. And then when I found YouTube in high school, it was like this community of people who were creating video, sharing it online and making friends. And so for me, it was immediately about I want to be a part of this community. I want to meet these people. I want, I want to be like, I want, I want in, I want to be a part of it. And so that's how I started on YouTube. And, but very quickly I found not just like a general community of folks who enjoy creating video content, but I found folks who were talking about mental health and mm-hmm. talking about um, being queer and coming out and like all of these different experiences that I wasn't having conversations about in real life, right? Like I didn't know, I didn't know 
queer women. I didn't know people who struggled with anxiety, um, all of that kind of stuff. And so when I found this group of people, it was like, I, again, I wanted to be a part of it, but like it helped me in so many ways. And so fast forward five, seven, 10 years. And now I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing that was so helpful for me back then. Right. Like I'm trying to, to show that you can be this person, you can be who you are, you can have anxiety, you can be a part of the community. Um, and even if you don't have people around you that are sharing those experiences or who even understand those experiences, we are out there. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do now. I love that. I love that. I think that's something to be said for the Steinbeck areas. Like we were probably, you know, when we were younger around a lot more queer people and people dealing with these things than we knew, but because nobody talked about it here, it was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I guess I'm the only one. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that being the case in, was it, I think it was in high school. There was like the lesbian couple, you know, like everybody's yeah. like uh-huh. there the token was one... lesbian couple. <laughs> yeah, they're just going around. There was two girls that held hands, and that was just the lesbian couple. And mm-hmm. guaranteed, there was way more, but we didn't um, think anything of it, which is a bummer. And again, that's mm-hmm. sort of our general tagline that we've been trying to insert is we're two idiots trying to figure out the world one conversation at a time. And as straight white guys from a small Mennonite town. Um, we like to kind of push against those, <clears throat> those boundaries. <laughs> so. And I appreciate that. And I'm sure so many of us appreciate that, whether from Steinbeck or not, mm-hmm. like we need, we need straight white dudes to stand <laughs> up and say, Hey, let's have these conversations. Hey, yeah. I want to learn about your experience because it's different than mine. And so I think it's really great that you're having these conversations and sharing them with your audience. We're trying, whatever that's worth. But um, (laughs) I'm curious. We are are more than willing to wave that flag for sure. Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. So then, um, I'm curious though, with as as you've kind of built your following, um, which is gigantic, you're you might be have the biggest online presence of any guest we've had so far. Um, So (laughs) that's not nerve wracking at all. But anyway. Uh, damn it, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, uh, the term influencer is mm. is frequently thrown around as um, both a negative thing for some people and a positive thing for mm-hmm. others. Where do you land on the term influencer? Oh boy, it's. I mean, <laughs> I refer to myself as a content creator. I yeah. say, you know, even just like YouTuber, influencer, all these words they have this connotation of mm-hmm. like. Uh, like you're tr- even like influencer it's like you're trying to it's this idea you're gonna like get your claws in somebody and like sell them something buy skinny like tea. The buy skinny tea. The, yeah <laughs> yes oh my god skill, right? look at me started on skinny tea. um <laughs> no but exactly um I, I understand where the term influencer comes from because mm-hmm. when you've got people watching you you inherently have influence the question is, how do you use that influence, yeah. right? Are you selling skinny tea or, <laughs> you know, are you trying to like spread some awareness? So this sure, episode is sponsored by skinny tea. So where do I fall on it? I like, I understand. Yeah, technically I'm, I'm an influencer. That is a tag that, that uh, you could put on me, but 
I, I like to think of myself and other creators online as just like online content creators. Cause that's, that's my, my goal first and foremost is to just create fun stuff. <laughs> that's great. When did you, when did your, I don't know, your internet fame or your YouTube-ness, um, when did it feel like it took off or, or did, was it a steady oh, increase or when did it yeah. pop? Yeah. So I have, I have an interesting YouTube trajectory because I've been doing it for like a decade now, almost, <laughs> like almost 10 years. Right. And so I have had my growth or my, like my journey on the platform <laughs> has been a slow build, like mm-hmm. a real slow build over time. Um, which I think some people would find frustrating, but I've just always loved it. Like I've loved making videos from day one. So it wasn't, it was never about like getting famous or getting notoriety or any of that. It was just about this fun thing. I love to do creating this community. The community is such a big part of it for me. And then when I was the year that I was graduating university, I just so happened to get offered a brand deal that was, and this was unheard of at the time, a year long contract where they wanted me to do a video for them every month for a year. And I was like, Oh my God, like (laughs) this is consistent income a little Mm -hmm. bit. So a little bit of consistent income for the next year. What if when I graduate university, I don't quote unquote, get a real job (laughs) <laughs> and just like see what happens if I throw yeah. myself into this for the next, I gave myself two years. And that was like five years ago. And so right. that was the first moment for me where it really was like, oh, this could, this could be something more than just this fun hobby that I do. Yeah. And then over those two years, I continued to, to grow everything and I really threw myself into it. Um, but I didn't really have like a, a takeoff or an explosion. I've never had one of those like really instant famous moments um, until last year when my whole life turned upside down <laughs> and people love chaos and they love yeah. the, they love to see, they love to see somebody fall down and get back up. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what happened. And so when that all went down, um, I, I, unexpectedly saw another kind of spike and it's been it's been great <laughs> it's been a journey it's been a trip but that, it's that's been just a it. journey yeah they it, people do love to see people fall down some mm-hmm. people want to see them get back up but a lot of people like people seeing uh, like seeing people yeah. fall fail videos, online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i think i'm lucky in that my audience is really like I really have an audience of, of compassionate, smart, caring people. And so as much as um, I think the the viral, the virality of it came from people who are like, oh yeah, let's watch the, her crash and burn. Those who have stuck around have stuck yeah. around because they, they get joy out of seeing this new joy that I've discovered. You, right. you hit on an interesting tangent that I hadn't thought about asking about, but when you said, um, instead of getting a, a real job, which again, mm. in this community is very important, you know, if you're mm-hmm. doing anything that isn't whatever a quote real job or whatever, then you're either seen as lazy or you don't deserve anything or you don't blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I'm curious how that's been for you, like, especially with kind of, um, do you ever feel the vibe of people are like kind of judging you that like, ah, 
you know, she does a real job. What, what the hell is she even doing with her life? She's wasting her time, that oh, type of stuff. It's so <laughs> interesting because I got that a lot more when I was kind of starting out mm-hmm. with, with this as a job, right? Where everyone's kind of like, she's sorry, she's doing what after she graduates? <laughs> she's where? On a YouTube convention? Should I get her a Canadian Tire uh, resume just in case? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like people were like, this is, oh boy, here she goes again. That Elena, she's going to be a YouTuber. Okay. And then, <laughs> whereas now, um, I think people are seeing like they have more of an understanding of it just mm-hmm. because now I have when you it's like when people see the followers then they're like oh okay like that makes sense that she's doing that as a job and I don't I no longer get the like what's she doing with her life type of judgment yeah right. now I get the like oh all she does is make a YouTube video once a week <laughs> like wow her life must be so great <laughs> people have no idea the work that goes on behind the scenes they just see a youtube video every week not even some instagram posts and it's like oh this is you know she gets to like live whatever this wonderful wonderful life based on so little work (laughs) and to that i say yeah i do get to live an absolutely wonderful incredible life and i'm so grateful for it every single day i also work my ass off (laughs) Like I work, I work more than 40 hours a week doing what I do. Um, yeah. So, so it's interesting to see how that judgment has kind of shifted. Mm -hmm. It's it's the same, it's the same shift like the esports people get, right? They say, oh, well, it's just kids playing a video game. Not realizing these kids are training, you know, 10, 12 hours a day. They're doing like dieting. They're doing weightlifting. They're doing (laughs) all kinds of stuff, right? Like it's crazy. And even just in our little show, right? Like there's a... There's a oh did I pop out? Yeah, your video. We there lost you your face. Oh, yeah. there you are. That's a problem. We don't want your face anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, even with our show, like for as, as small scale as we are, like there's a ton of work that still goes into it, right? And people just don't see that and they don't yeah. care to look into it past, oh, she just makes videos, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's evolving. It'll change. Um anyway, let's move forward. So speaking of your story, um, Basically, I think when I first became aware of your YouTube, other than hearing people kind of mention like, oh, Elena Fender has a YouTube. And I'm like, who is that? And I, I think I I knew peripherally kind of who you were. We might we might have been in high school sort of. Well, well, when, did, when did you graduate, Elena? I, I graduated high school in 2010, university okay. 2015. OK, so you would have yeah. been two years behind us in high school. Yeah, so it might have been. Maybe we had some mutual friends or something. So I knew of you, but then the yeah. first video I watched, I think, was your um, your your drawn my life oh, video. Yeah, um, the first coming out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trumpets blare. Round um, one. <laughs> so maybe let's talk about that. I mean, we basically every guest we've had so far for Pride. Um, I like to add. I always again I preface it by saying I'm a dumbass, and if I say the wrong things it's in purely in the nature of trying to learn and i'm not trying to step on any toes so with that in mind um kind of maybe tell us did you always were you always kind of aware of your like quote different sexuality or um yeah yeah. so (laughs) this is the this is the so many people share this experience right not just me not just folks from small towns but every we all grow up in a world that is straight like we grow up in a world that that hands you heterosexuality and says like this, this is the default this is the norm 
this is this is your baseline you start here and then you figure things out from there right yeah so i grew up not even questioning the fact that i was straight i just thought yeah i'm just straight and also i want to kiss girls like all the girls do <laughs> like every girl wants to kiss girls yeah, just obviously. like me yeah yeah like, <laughs> that's what i thought and i i believed that because through junior high through high school i dated guys i flirted with guys i like i was very much in the like boy scene so i thought all the other girls like boys just like i do so they must also like girls just like i do if only that were true you know what i mean like if only that (laughs) was the that it was or that it was normalized to that extent where like yeah just like i do or i don't it's no problem (laughs) and so so it wasn't like there was never a i didn't have like an internal struggle or like a Um, or like a feeling like I was hiding something or repressing Mm. something because I genuinely believed that the other girls felt the same way that I did. And we just like, didn't really talk about it. Like, and that was fine. (laughs) (laughs) Like Like being straight. We don't really talk about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, We just don't. Exactly. Right. Like (laughs) to me, that was part of the given. The only struggle that I would encounter was through, I grew up going to church. Right. Sign back. Same. Yeah. Um, And I was really involved in church. And we got very strong messaging from church that being gay was a sin and they're all going to hell and all this stuff. But even that, the conversation was was around gay men. Mm. It wasn't Mm. like there was no differentiation between that, like women could be gay, all of this. And I remember I must have been in junior high when I first found out that Ellen DeGeneres was gay. And like I remember where I was. I, rem- I was with my two best friends at the time. We were like sitting in my parents' camper trailer on their driveway, <laughs> having like a sleepover. Yeah. And someone pulled out a magazine and was like, oh yeah, like Ellen DeGeneres is gay. And I remember that moment and thinking to myself, like women can be gay. <laughs> and then just like, you know, moved on yeah. with my life. Didn't think anything of it. <laughs> and then um, in high school, I was completely in love with my best friend um we we had a essentially a full-blown relationship but we didn't know that that's what it was because Mm -hmm. i just thought this is how close friends are this is what it means (laughs) to have a best friend yeah so there there, again there wasn't that like turmoil and and like oh no there's this thing about me that i'm hiding i i thought i was the average yeah right and then after high school through youtube i heard the word bisexuality and I was like, oh, my God, this changes everything. Yeah. You mean not there's a word for this. This isn't like the norm. Not everybody feels this way. And I rewrote my entire history, like through junior high, high school. My I had to like rethink my entire romantic sexual history through this new lens of like, wait a minute, that friendship wasn't just a friendship that was a romantic experience yeah um that was a a romantic love and then i i felt really cozy in that label right so that's that's where we kind of come up to the um i oh i'd started dating my my male ex in high school and we were kind of on again off again for a few years and it was in that time that i like discovered this bisexuality and figured out what I thought, that's who I am, I thought. 
Um, and yeah, I came out to him. I came out to my family. And then that's when I came out online as mm-hmm. bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> and as, as it's basically a stepping stone going forward, which again, I think it's so important to mention <clears throat> as we have uh, for, for since we basically started the show, uh, every time we're talking about something important, there's it's easy to just get lost in the in the shuffle without realizing that everything takes step by step by step by step. Like mm-hmm. we need to, yeah. we can it's acknowledge always the an evolution. Yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> and I think that's and to that, to that, I do want to say that one of the things that I was really afraid of in coming out again the second time. Spoiler alert: I realized I'm actually gay, just a big old homo. Um, big and, old homo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. It only took me 28 years, Jesus. Um, and uh, one of the things that I was afraid of is that because there's already this negative stereotype around bisexuality that it is a stepping stone and it's just a label that people use before they pick a side and all this stuff and i was really afraid of like validating that belief for people yeah so Mm -hmm. for me i truly thought that i was bisexual and it just took me some time to figure myself out but i just want to say it loud and clear that there are so many (laughs) bisexual folks on this planet and bisexuality is real and valid and it's not just a phase it's not just a period before somebody you know figures out what they really are it's basically Um, sexual purgatory um but no yeah i wanted to be clear that that's not at all what i was implying i just meant life in general yeah (laughs) no i that's not what you're implying implying i just don't want anybody listening to think like Ah, yes, bisexuality, the stepping stone, sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the marijuana of the sexual yeah, spectrum. It's yeah. 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 When, 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 when they play the videos in the school, so that's what it'll be. It'll say bisexuality, the stepping stone. <laughs> Next step, big giant homo. Right? <laughs> oh, uh, no, and then there's just a picture of my face. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, God. It's just a PSA, yeah. Um, she doesn't even have a real job. <laughs> uh, but no, that's that's exactly right. And and I I you know as I've been learning more about more and more about different sexualities and 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 lives and perspectives, I'm pretty much convinced that everybody is a little bi. You know, every, no nobody's oh, firmly one thing. At least a little. At least a little. You know. We're all, yeah. I like to think so. Whether or not people are willing to admit it, that's kind of the difference. But because mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. what what straight man, like the straightest man, <laughs> doesn't be like that's a pretty man, you know? That's oh, hell yeah. you know what? It's always the like it's always the straightest ones. You know what I mean? It's always Usually. the ones yeah. who are like, oh, it's, it's, it's the overpopulation. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, like really oh, puff you their chest up. I would never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is it? Was it? A, a Rogan bit where he's talking about like they talk about how the guys that are like that they're like I think you're just scared that you think dicks are delicious or something like what? that <laughs> <laughs> something something like that I, I'm well, it's, that, it's like such a fear response right it's yeah. so defensive to be like oh I wouldn't blah. it's like no one's asking you to Bill like you're fine <laughs> yep but if you want to have at her um, yeah have at her yeah yeah <laughs> you do you um so anyway, moving forward. Speaking of mm. speaking of kind of back to YouTube, I was wanted to ask the weirdest thing you've ever done on a video to date. I think I read you have like oh. three hundred and something videos or maybe more. 
Uh, wow, yeah. Anything stick out so, to you? Oh, that's a that's quite the question because I've <laughs> that's like ten years of memories to try and go back. I watched your cinnamon challenge one this morning. It was uh, it was yeah. something. <laughs> I did the cinnamon challenge. I have eaten cat food. I it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've had cat food once or twice. <laughs> okay, so not that weird. The red, apparently. No. I mean, don't do it. Um, I'm not my kid eats the dog kibble all the time. So. Perfect. Then, then it's okay. Then we know that it's okay. Steinbeck hasn't changed at all since you left. No, uh, no. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's a, I'm trying to think. That's a, hmm. The weirdest thing, strangest thing I've ever done for a video. I mean, I've jumped out of a plane. I've gone bungee jumping. I painted myself purple once, but I don't think that I don't think that video is still online. Oof, why on would the it spot, not be? I'm, I'm having trouble. Do they time out videos, or or why would it not be I'm online out? anymore? Oh no, no, I would have just taken it down. Ah, okay, <laughs> fair enough. I'm like I don't know anything about YouTube. I spend almost no time on YouTube. <laughs> I'm a I'm a minority in that way. Um, uh -huh. Anyway, okay, so moving on. So you came out as bi. Um, mm -hmm everything was going smoothly and uh, and I, I assume relatively and uh, maybe tell us your journey going forward from there so yeah so I came out as bi to friends family online everything that was great cozy nice felt good about it um I basically then spent the next however many years building my entire online presence around being by <laughs> sorry one sec my faucet sometimes does that okay yeah, i didn't hear it okay <laughs> it just like pours water by itself sometimes not sure. old england i tell you it's just like it's just like are you thirsty you need some okay no. <laughs> it's just checking in it's the netflix are you still watching it's like yeah. <laughs> you look thirsty <laughs> you need some water yeah um and yeah, so I had created this whole, because I was, so I was in this relationship with my ex, who was a guy, and my whole message was that your bisexuality is still valid, even if you are in a relationship, like a straight passing relationship, right? You're right. still bi, it doesn't take away from your queerness, all those things. Messages I still believe in. I still stand by all of that content that I made. Um, but... I was starting to have these panics or like these moments where I thought like, uh Oh, what if I'm, what if I'm just gay? Yeah. And it really started when I saw a coming out video by someone named Ingrid Nelson, um, because she, nobody saw it coming. She was in a relationship with a man for years. She did like makeup and lifestyle content was very feminine presenting just the last person you would stereotypically expect to suddenly come right. out and say, whoops, I'm gay. Yeah. And so seeing her video, it sent me into an absolute spiral hmm. um, because it, it resonated so deeply with, she's even a brunette. Like I, I saw that video and I just was like, oh my God, it like, it broke something in my brain. Hmm. And I basically came out to my ex to my partner at the time and I, I i pulled him upstairs and i was sobbing 
absolutely in hysterics. And I said to him, I, I think I'm gay. And this was like five years ago, six, mm. six, seven years ago already. Right. Yeah. Um, and he was like, he's the loveliest person. <laughs> he was like, okay, so do you think like, does this mean that you don't want to be together? And I was like, no, no, no. Like I, I, I want to be together. I, I love our life. And he was like, okay. Um, <laughs> does it mean that like, you don't love me anymore? Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. I love you. And he was like, okay. <laughs> so wait, <laughs> so, <laughs> you love me. You want to be with me, but you're gay. <laughs> and, and I was like, <laughs> Well, I guess that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and we kind of start we like laughed about it and had essentially rationalized away mm. the idea that like I couldn't be gay. I definitely was still bi for sure, one hundred percent. Definitely still bi. Or at least enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And um and we also he also was like if that's something, if that's a side of yourself, because I, I came out as bi when we were already together mm. so i had never had a chance to explore that side of myself w once i had realized it you know like i had, right. I had been with women before but i didn't know it was this like we're just friends like i didn't <laughs> understand my yeah. sexuality i didn't understand what it meant and so since i realized that i hadn't had a chance to explore that side of myself and so he was like if that's something you want to explore like you should do that and i support you in that and and like, go for it. And I was like, whoa, okay. Hot pass. Not for nothing, but that takes a strong partner to be willing to just be like, okay, if you want to go do this, then yeah. I'm, I'm fully behind you. Because there's a lot of people that would turn around and go, okay, well, see you later. I'm gone. Yeah. Absolutely. And they would be in their right to do that. You know, like, mm -hmm. I'm, it's also not like, um, as a partner, this is something that like you would is necessary to do for your bisexual partner. Yeah. But yeah, he, yeah, he was very comfortable in our relationship and in our the thing that we had built together. And so, yeah, we we started on this exploration of non monogamy in this way. And it, you know, it wasn't like a just we just dove straight in. Like we started it gradually, and then over the next like five years. Um, I did. I started exploring relationships with women and non-binary people. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, and I did not share this with the internet. That was like big time <laughs> secret, <laughs> secret, sure. secret. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, okay, wow. Like I have it all. I have this, this man that I love and who loves me and we're building this life together. We got engaged. We're going to get married. Um, and I get to have this queer part of my life and explore this side of myself at the same time. I have everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I still wasn't happy exactly. I was while I had all of those things and, and I had kind of compartmentalized my life into my like real quote unquote life with my partner and this like gay side of my life that I would live out you know, on the weekends or <laughs> yeah. go to YouTube and like YouTube is so gay. Like <laughs> so I kind of felt like I had these two separate lives and then COVID hit and everybody went into lockdown and that queer side of my life was, was gone. Mm. Right. No more right. 
conventions, no more um, queer community in real life, all of that gone. And that's when I really started to panic, realizing, uh oh, this isn't who I am. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Interesting. So then, so then, well, um, so when you first came out to your ex, um, again, this is absolutely none of my business, but I, I'm curious when you guys were rationalizing through it, um, mm-hmm. did you still have like sexual attraction to him, the man? And, but then, so you, so that's kind of why it was so, so muddled, I suppose. Yeah. So it's, it's, <clears throat> this is again, specific to me. And one of the reasons that this was so, this took so long for me to figure out, I'm not one of those, those queers who immediately like kissed a dude and just went like nope not for me i never (laughs) had that thought i've always been a i've always been a fairly sexual person Mm -hmm. i've always enjoyed flirting and dating and like the will they won't they kind of (laughs) like you know push and pull of it Mm -hmm. yeah i confused that with experiencing desire and what I've okay. now, and what I've realized now is that what I was actually enjoying was the feeling of being desired. So right. I wanted to be desired by him. I wanted to be desired by men, but I didn't actually experience any desire myself. Mm, and then when I started, when I found, when I met <laughs> like a couple women, and like when I met <laughs> this couple, of them, I was like, oh no. <laughs> I experienced desire Mm -hmm. and like now when I look back on it god there were so many red flags like (laughs) the fact that this took me this long is actually unbelievable to me when I (laughs) when I look back because like even you know fantasies I would not fantasize. And if I did, it was always women. And then I'd feel weird about it and I would stop. Uh, right. Interesting. It was stuff like that where like, I, you know, my friends would talk about, they're like, oh, like I have this memory that like with my partner that I, you know, go back to and I think about it. And I'd be like, I don't have any of those. Like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so many things like where... I genuinely believed that I had this like wonderful, healthy sex life because we did mm-hmm. because he was wonderful and attentive. And like we had, we had a healthy relationship. It just, I couldn't know that it wasn't mm-hmm. <laughs> the way, right. it, you know, the way that it feels for other people. I, I couldn't know that that's not what I was experiencing until I did experience it with somebody else. Yeah. Right. Right. Interesting interesting yeah yeah no that's uh earth shattering so it comes to mind as as a term um yeah it's hard to explain to people because yeah. this idea or like belief that if you're gay like how could you how could you have sex with a guy and like not know how could you be in a relationship for so long and not know and my answer goes back to what i was saying at the beginning because I never questioned my attraction to men because it was, it was handed to me as the default. Right. I questioned my attraction to women incessantly, constantly trying to pick it apart, trying to figure it out. Never once did it occur to me to question if I was actually attracted to men. It didn't. Right. And then once I started to question it, all of the answers were like, Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) 
nope, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of not questioning things, I'm curious, growing up in Steinbeck, uh, you said you went to church. Um, when you, I guess, came out and all that type of things, I'm, I'm also kind of curious about the religious aspect of that um, and kind of whether, because as you're growing up, going through Sunday school and doing all that type of stuff, and if they're sort of hammering into you the the tabooness of LGBTQ lives, um, I'm really curious kind of your 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 journey through that, perhaps. Ooh, yeah, that's... If you want to get it, into it, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, well, I can... I can talk about it briefly. It's still a bit of a tricky one for me because I'm, I never want to like mm, speak against somebody else's belief, you know? Um, but it, it's been tricky. I, I had a lot of anger for, for a long time, um, over the things that I was taught and I still struggle with with kind of church as a as an institution or like Mm -hmm. church as a as a religion versus like spirituality or like a belief system to Um, steal a very obvious pun you're preaching to the choir but anyway (laughs) 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 Uh, Uh, um, it's it's tricky because like the you know the church that i grew up in they still don't allow same-sex marriage in their church and mm-hmm. i'm like it, so it's it's things like that where i i just kind of remove myself from it and and distance myself and i i wouldn't say it's somewhere that i that i would feel comfortable because i don't Fair think enough. that i'm Fair, i just wanted to ask but, because if anybody's listening in our area uh, that's a very yeah. important thing because there are tons of people here that are both super religious and also super gay right so it's, <laughs> i imagine um, like, yeah. if you can if you can um circle that square or square that hole or whatever you know somehow make those two fit i personally don't quite understand how they fit but if you can make it work then all the power to you but i just was curious about your perspective I can understand, like if you in the way that i would see it is like if you look at the bible and you look at the actual teachings mm-hmm. of those for those who are christian and believe in god and, and jesus and all that like the actual teachings are all about love. Agreed. It's all about yeah. love. Yeah. And, and, and so when, when some religious people take that and use it as a weapon and like <laughs> use it to say, well, no, it's only love for you. And it's only yeah. love if you do this, if you don't do this. That's obviously harmful to the communities that they're, that they're speaking against, mm-hmm. but like it's also harmful for the people who who, believe, who want to be a part of your religion. There, yeah. You know, there are people who want to want that that form of community, and you're telling them that they that they're not welcome. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Sound yeah. I grew up in a very um, conservative Mennonite church. For mm-hmm. I was forced to go for like 17 years, and I vividly remember one day my my dad was like. He would always ask, are you going to church tomorrow? But it wasn't a question. It was like, a, you're going. And uh, and I yeah. was like, no. <laughs> he's like, oh. He was stunned. He was kind of taken aback. And I'm like, I told him, I can learn as much from laying in bed as I get from that that preacher man. Basically, yeah. exactly like that. And uh-huh. um, <clears throat> you can imagine how that went. Not well. So, really? uh, yeah, we're, we're friends now. But there was a couple of really tense years there. But um, so I can understand the navigating that but you're right in the bible there's probably 
I don't know, 50 passages of Jesus saying, love this person and love that person. And he has examples of going to loving the, the prostitutes and the poor and the needy and the this and the that and the everything. And then there's three passages that vaguely imply don't do things. And they're like, all right, <laughs> stop it. Yeah. About those passages. So apparently the translation of those passages, the ones that it's like, man shall not lie with man. Mm-hmm. If you look at the original writing, not the English translation, not the translations that have been done over the past how many years, mm-hmm. the original translation is man shall not lie with boy. Yeah. I just read something that recently, actually. Right. Yeah. It's about don't be a pedophile idiot. Saying. <laughs> yeah. And they've, they've changed it and and mangled it to make it something about like don't be a gay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever like, narrative the people wanted it to fit, right? Yeah. Well, just like the King James Version has something like 150 more mention of kings than any other translation because a king made it, obviously. Um, <clears throat> anyway, anyway, enough of a religious tangent. We could have a whole episode on religion, and that's kind of one of my favorite things to um, yeah. bitch about. Anyway, so <laughs> moving forward, kind of uh, we only have about eh, 15-ish minutes, so I wanted to touch on kind of where you are now, um, mm-hmm. then touch on kind of mindfulness and kind of your, your journey through that. Mm-hmm. Then if we have time, a little bit of rapid-fire, would-you-rather type questions to close it out. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I okay. love that. Okay, so let's let's start with where you are now and kind of where do you see yourself in the next handful of months? Oh man, so I'm currently in the UK. Um, I so I live in Vancouver from Steinbeck, Manitoba. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Vancouver. I love it there. Um, but I've been spending. I've basically moved to the to the UK temporarily. Um, love that. I'm I'm loving doing content. That's my wife's phone ringing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not me. <laughs> she's, she's, she's your mom's teaching, but she just came upstairs and said something, and it's like, I gotta go over there. Your phone starts ringing. So we're good. <laughs> just chaos. Yeah. Chaos with Randy home. Yeah, she's just chaos. It's all good. Yeah, so, and I'm, other than like, I'm physically at, I just cannot, I cannot describe how it feels to finally understand who I am and to understand what I want from my life and to to be moving toward the life that I always wanted but didn't think that I could have like Mm -hmm. I I used to see uh women couples or like two women together whether that was online in real life and I would always have I would have two automatic thoughts the first automatic thought was I wish that was me Mm -hmm. second automatic thought was but you made your choice. Uh, yeah. Right. I thought, no, I found my partner. I've made my choice. This is the life I've chosen. This is the path that I'm on. You can't have that, Elena. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I, I remember after, after I ended things, which was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life, yeah. was in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a video of two women. Um, and... I had the same initial automatic thoughts. I wish that was me. You can't have that, Elena. You made your choice. Followed by a new thought, which was, holy shit, I can't have yeah. that now. <laughs> like, now that will be my life someday. Right. It's like a freedom. 
oh, and I broke down. Like I've never cried in that like guttural way as, as I cried in that moment because it was something that I wanted so badly but didn't think I was allowed to have. I thought that I had made my choice and that was it. Right. And so now to see that no choice is permanent and that I can choose something else. If, yeah. if, if my life's not making me happy, I can choose something else. And to have moved through that and now be on the other side is indescribable. So yeah. to anybody listening, if there's something in your life that you're not happy with, but you think, well, no, this is, I made this choice, whether it's a relationship or a job or the place that you live, whatever it is, like you can change it. You have that power. And yes, it's hard. And yes, it's scary. But on the other side, like it, I feel free. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to quit my job. Thank you for that. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if it all goes downhill, if it all goes downhill, Reggie's coming after you. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll move to the UK. I'll be like, it's all your fault. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> frankly, I wouldn't mind. I love the UK, except for blood pudding. It's disgusting. Um, <clears throat> but uh, okay. So real quick, let's touch on mindfulness. Uh, it's something that I'm not good at, and I've tried meditating a little, and I'm terrible at it, and I need to do more of it. But maybe real quick, a little. Uh, you know, five minute elevator pitch for mindfulness. <laughs> uh, change my life. Absolutely change my life. Um, and I understand where you're coming from when you say that you're bad at it. Mm -hmm. So many people think that they're bad at it. You can't be bad or good at mindfulness. <laughs> it's like not how it works. Wow. As you are, oh, it's kind of actually a bit of a parent because as soon as you're saying that you are either bad or good at it, you are judging the moment and trying yeah. to change the moment not mindfulness which would kind of mean you're good <laughs> fair fair yeah <laughs> maybe i'm really good at it yeah i think i'm really good at it yeah <laughs> um essentially mindfulness is it means paying attention this is my favorite definition by a guy named john kabat-zinn it's paying attention on purpose to the present present moment non-judgmentally right? Mm -hmm. So we're choosing to pay attention to this moment right now, not ruminating about the past. And that thing that we said last year or in elementary school, that was really embarrassing. We can't <laughs> believe that we said it, mm -hmm. not remembering that and punishing ourselves for it. And well, thanks not a lot. Now that's all I'm thinking about. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. at mindfulness, Red. <laughs> I'm um, trying, I'm trying. Not getting caught up in worries and what ifs about the future. It's about choosing something in this moment to pay attention to um and being present with that and so, and that's essentially all that meditation is it's not about clearing your mind and having no thoughts and just being zen and open and like you know sitting in a field of day <laughs> it's about just observing whatever is happening right now right so that's the paying attention on purpose um yeah, paying attention on purpose to the present moment, non-judgmentally is exactly not judging whatever's happening. So if you're attempting to meditate and you're sitting there and you're going, oh, I have all these, oh, I'm thinking about dinner and I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about that. Wow, I'm bad at meditating. You're <laughs> judging your current experience because your current experience, right. you're thinking about dinner or you're bored or you're tired or your back hurts or whatever it is. 
all that meditation is asking you to do is observe those experiences, right? And so we're, we're trying to choose a focus of our attention. So often that's our breath. We're trying to pay attention and just like observe the breath. But of course, we're going to have thoughts. Yeah. Of course, we're going to have sensations. And that's the idea, right? Is that to be able to observe the things that are happening to us and observe the world and our internal and external experiences without attachment and judgment of them, right? So being right. able to, to see your boredom or your frustration or your anger or your sadness for what it is. Yeah. And then to be with that and not try right. to put it away and not try to change it and not try to say, well, that's a bad thought. I can't think that thought or this, um, I feel anger and that's a bad emotion. So I need to get rid of it. Mindfulness says, Okay, so so I feel angry. Okay. Yeah. What's that like? <laughs> what, what does that feel like yeah. to be angry? And then dropping in and, and checking it out. Curiosity. Yeah. Mindfulness is all about curiosity of our of our present moment experience. It's like removing removing all your preset filters and just feeling yeah. stuff raw. Yes. Yep. Hashtag exactly. no filter. There you go. <laughs> <There's no filter. laughs> and, and then it helps that helps us to not only not be overreactive to, to the world around us and not get caught up in these like panics over the past or the future, but it also helps us learn who we are and yeah. what our experience of this world is, mm -hmm. right? I and to that. be with fully, whether it's, a, if, whether it's a pleasant or unpleasant moment. Yeah, I think I might actually be practicing that more than I realize because over the last couple of years, I mean, Frank, I think that's why I enjoy podcasting because it's I'm in it and I'm I'm yes. learning and I'm or when I'm reading, you know, I'm I'm huh? you know I'm dialed in, um, and then it's sort of like yeah, you're working through stuff and being curious and and that's sort of what I enjoy, um, but just in general, I'm trying to work on myself anyway. So it's I've, when I have an overreaction to something, and I'm like, okay, okay, hey, hold on, hold on, why? <laughs> so I've been trying to really pick that apart and be like, okay, so it's not because of that. And then so I'll apologize to my wife or something because I was a little snippy, and I'm like, nah, that's not you. I'm just kind yeah. of, I'm just bitching. Uh -huh. <laughs> or I, I'm realizing that too now with a, with a two year old running around the house where I'm like, oh, okay, like it's not that she's mad at us or whatever. I just sit back, figure out why she's mad, try to help her process it. So it's it's something I'm sort of coming along with too slowly. Yeah, it's a work in progress. We're all a work in yeah. progress. <laughs> And it's Look at that. one of those things that's so much easier said than done, right? Yep. I would 100%. so I would also offer in terms of like what you're talking about, thinking about why you had an overreaction or or where it's coming from. Also check in with how it feels like in your body. Mm -hmm. Like that's a really grounding mindfulness practice when you're in those heightened, whether it's anxiety or anger or fear, or sadness, anything where you're kind of amped up. Um dropping into your body and just being like okay where do i feel this and how does it feel interesting yeah can help us kind of come down without thinking oh, i'm anxious and i need to stop being anxious and how do i stop being anxious i need to if it's instead okay i'm anxious and that's okay what does being anxious feel like for me in this moment yeah i like that mm -hmm. shout out to angela taylor a former guest of the show she had one thing she was saying that she was talking about she has anxiety and, and she's neurodivergent and, and she's she's big in um, community in Winnipeg. <clears throat> she basically said, because I had mentioned that my wife has anxiety and, and she works through it. She's like, wow, that's a superpower. She's like, you should you should 
uh, I forget exactly what she worded, but she's basically saying that she should lean into that. Like that's a superpower. She's hyper aware. Like it's, mm-hmm. then you can work through it from there. Right. Instead of thinking I need to control this and I'm falling apart, you need to lean into and be like, what am I hyper aware about? And, and maybe try and work your way through it that way. What a positive reframe. Yeah. Love- right? mm-hmm. yeah. Redirect, redirect. Uh, <laughs> speaking of redirects and segues, let's do a quick, would you rather? And, uh, rapid fiery type thing um and as always i find this list online and i haven't proofread anything so we're gonna <clears throat> go in blind together it'll be a journey and we'll do it together perfect gradually cue that up quickly because you forgot at the beginning what's our new thing we're doing what? elena oh, you have yeah. to let us know what your favorite movie is yeah start with that oh, my favorite <laughs> this is so this is tricky too because yeah. I stopped my, I like refused to consume any kind of LGBTQ content up until like a year ago because it <laughs> set off all these alarm bells uh, in my head. I gotcha. Like I would, I would watch it or I'd hear about it and I'd be like, no, I don't want to watch. I don't want to see that. No, I don't know. I don't know. So now I have been like just obsessively consuming <laughs> anything. woman. Yeah. Um, and so. I would say that my favorite movie that I have seen in the past year, or like my favorite queer movie, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Great. Oh. <laughs> I'll take your word for it that that's a movie. <laughs> Just making up movie titles. Funny yeah. is looking for like a beautiful film, two women falling in love. Um, but it's not. Oh, I have heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like a masterpiece, and I, the tears I have cried over that movie. <laughs> too many to count. Oh, that's lovely. That's a good, excellent, good choice. Good choice. Uh, I, I have definitely seen the title somewhere. Now that you mention it, um, I think we've definitely talked about it. Randy's probably favorite movie is an Avengers movie. Um. <laughs> it's up there. It's up one there. One of them. One of them. Uh, anyway, so moving forward, uh, let's go with uh, what's your favorite social media app Ooh, other than YouTube? Inst- Ooh, Instagram. yeah, other than YouTube. Instagram. Good call. It feels yeah. the most positive, hey? It's, it's like nice, and I really like. I feel like it has like everything you need. Like you got pictures, and you got stories. <laughs> and you can, like, really, like really all in one place. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, like that's great. The convenience store of social media. Um, yeah. Schools. Um, would you rather live by Hakuna Matata or YOLO, Elena? Oh, Hakuna Matata. Right? means no worries. It means right. no worries. Yep. For the rest of your days. <laughs> yes. So I'm definitely a Hakuna Matata. Yeah. Maybe a mix of both. I'm like a Hakuna YOLO. You know, like, don't worry about <laughs> it, but do what it, do. And you only live once, so just give it yeah. a shot. <laughs> you only live once? But I feel like YOLO's got the energy of, like, Ah, yeah, like, fuck it, let's go. Yeah, like sick energy drinks in. Let's just do this. Get it over with. <laughs> yeah, roll with it. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I, def- I defer to you. You're right. Same outcome, right? Same same principle, but like different vibe. More vibe, chill, more chill. I love the meme where it's like Simba's like, "Oh, my dad died," and then Timon and Pumbaa are like, "Have you ever thought just not giving a fuck about it?" <laughs> um. All right, Elena. Would you would you rather talk like Yoda or breathe like Dark Vader? Dark. Wow, they wrote Dark Vader. 
Jesus, who wrote, made this list? Darth <laughs> Vader for the rest of your life. I would rather talk like Yoda for sure because <laughs> heavy breathing. Oh, it makes you want to curl up in a ball. Like, nail <laughs> Whoops. Not ASMR for you? No? Oh, God. No. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard of misophonia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got that. Oh, just for heavy breathing or lots of sounds? Wet mouth sounds for me, but the breathing gets up there. <laughs> oh, that's wild. I think I, I have a, a touch of that because, yeah, people that drink really loudly or really chew aggressively drives me yeah, nuts. For me, it's the gulping. If I can hear you gulping your drink, it drives me nuts. There's no reason for it. Just drink like a regular person. You can just drink it. I've been drinking this whole episode, and you haven't heard me once, I bet. It's not that hard. Yeah, I hope you haven't heard me either. I would try to do quiet. Try to do quiet. From the tap? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit, hang on, guys. I got a drink. The tap's yelling at me. Yeah. <laughs> Randy, can you do a Yoda impression? Oh, not really. Um, <laughs> then you should try for sure. or do not. There is no try. <laughs> it's good. It's good. So don't imagine... <laughs> Yeah, for a whole year. Uh, Randy, what did, what's your choice, Yoda or Darth Vader? Oh, I breathe pretty heavy as it is. My wife gets mad at me a lot. Um, <laughs> I should have looked at me on the couch. You're breathing loud again. I'm like, oh, shit, sorry. I'm really into the show. Uh, <laughs> Just on his knees. <laughs> yeah, basically. Just enthralled. Um, I'm going to go with talking like Yoda, too, just because, yeah, that, would, that breathing would get annoying after a while. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Yoda. And that would get annoying too, but it's how you talk, so you got to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, this is one about cheese, but who cares? Um, would you rather... I'm going to say... Hmm, I'm going to say fight. It says, would you rather have, but I'm going to say, would you rather fight 100 duck-sized elephants or one elephant-sized duck? Definitely the one. Yeah. Definitely yeah. the one duck, because if there's 100, they're coming at you. Imagine all those little beaks. Like, <laughs> and they have teeth. Well, no, not the elephants don't, but I would say like ducks have teeth. So, but a giant duck would be terrifying. Yeah, it's a pterodactyl. You can keep it in your sights at all times. Like, you've got a hundred of them. They're everywhere. Now let's lean it into the Canadianness of it. Let's say a uh, hundred uh, Canada geese-sized elephants or one elephant-sized Canada geese, because then oh. we're dead. The whole world ends. Yeah. E- either happens. way, I think you're dead with those ones. Yeah, yeah those things are scary. Even regular-sized Canada <laughs> geese will F you up. So, yeah, I'd rather fight whatever is not the Canada goose. Though. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Those cobra chickens are deadly. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you rather wear a clown wig or clown shoes every day, Elena? A clown wig or clown shoes? I think clown shoes because in my YouTube videos, I can just film myself torso up. True. True. But then in your everyday life, people are like, oh, what? <laughs> what <are you> <laughs> shoes. I mean, I'll just stay in my, I'll just stay in my apartment and make YouTube videos. No one <laughs> you just got to rock a, a polka dot bow tie, make the yeah. whole ensemble. Yeah. It's just a fashion choice then. Yeah, just roll make with it. Just for fun. Yeah. Randy, clown wig or clown shoes? Oh, those shoes are floppy, man. I don't know. Um, <laughs> in terms of work, I would have to say I'd have to go with the, the wig. <laughs> just because, you know, while trying to walk around a job site and those kind of shoes would be awful. Uh, then you can, you can style it, however, right? You get a wig for every day, do all kinds of different hairstyles. You test it out. 
Yeah, that's fair. Um, Elena, would you rather be a clown who distracts the bull or a cowboy or the cowboy who rides the bull? The one who just like the one with the. No, I'm thinking like a like a rodeo clown where they're just literally there to distract the bull away from the rider. They're not. They're not like not a matador. It's not cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like, because I'd be the matador, obviously. <laughs> well, yeah, um, everybody would be the matador. If you can be anything in life, be a matador. Oh, I don't know because it's like I, if you ride the bull, that there's more chance for injury there, right? But. I'm but then you watch the videos happy. of those clowns getting hurled. Then you're like, man. Oh, I think I'd have to go clown. I think I'd have to go clown because there's a chance that I'm not making contact. If I'm the rider, I'm for sure making contact. Yeah. True. Popping sockets, the arms coming out, elbows, oh, ugh, hard pass. Ugh, fun stuff. Randy, what are you, you going to ride the bull or run away from it? Oh. I would like to try riding it, but I think being the clown would be fun. Just trying to, you know, do whatever you can to make that thing chase you. You gotta watch those videos. Have you seen the one where they they have to sit in the middle of the bullpen or whatever, and they're at a at like a plastic table, like playing cards or whatever. Yeah, and then the bull comes in and just they have to jump out of the way or whatever. It's like smashing. They have to stay sitting as long as possible, and it's just like destroying chairs. And it's people are dumb. People are dumb. Uh, you can't you can't win with people. Uh, no. There's some gross ones here. Let's let's do a couple of these and we'll call it good. Um, weird. Uh, <laughs> this one will be especially poignant for Randy. Would you rather have baby vomit on you or vomit on a baby? <laughs> I'm gonna say vomit I on mean, a baby. That's, that's I mean as, as fun as it would be to just just let go on a baby. <laughs> And just like hurl right in the right in their grill. Uh, I guess baby vomit on me because I mean you can wipe it off and clean your stuff, and you don't feel. If you're a good person, you should want to take the vomit on you. Yeah. But I'm leaning into the dark side. I'm gonna throw up on the baby. I would take a vomit on me, but it's not out of um, any kind of altruism. I just don't like vomiting personally. So I would just personally vomit. (laughs) (laughs) But what if? Oh, what if it's like reciprocal? Once it throws up on you, then you can't help but throw up on it. And then it's just a vicious just cycle. A cycle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe I would throw up if it threw up on me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a would you rather. It's what would you rather do first? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's smart, smart. Um, well, let's see. What else do we have here? <clears throat> oh, God. Uh, okay. Well, th- let's end with this really um, not good one. Would you rather eat a stranger's toenails clippings once a week or have everything smell like garbage. Oh no. <laughs> like the river uh, Tam. Uh it doesn't smell that great. Thames? Thames? I think it's Tam. Tam? I don't know. Whatever the London so, river is. So live live by Brady Landfill or Yeah. Toenails. Once a is, week. Is it that you smell bad and like you go out into the world and nope. just everything you smell? Smells like garbage. Oh, you're you are constantly smelling. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I would way rather smell. Oh, eating toenails, <laughs> I would way rather smell. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But it's only once a week. What if it's like a clean person? That makes my teeth feel like they're gonna fall out. I really don't. <laughs> We're finding all sorts of phobias here. It's good. Really digging in, really digging in. Well, you know, you could dip them in chocolate or cheese whiz or something, and just go to. <laughs> yeah, like eating an ant or a cockroach or something. Yeah. You know? Can, Fear factor. Question. 
can you eat them in any form? Can you like grind them up into a powder, like sprinkle them on stuff? Or do you got to like <laughs> chew? I, I mean, for the sake of total disgust, I'd say you'd have to eat them exactly like that. But I'm thinking, yeah, you can prepare them however you like, saute them, yeah. you know, give them a quick <laughs> dice. You could probably do whatever you want. <laughs> It's basically just fried onions. Randy, what are you doing? <clears throat> oh, Lord. Uh, I'm on record on this show as saying I like smells. So I don't know if I could lose that. <laughs> but I don't know if stages don't. Like, your own nails are one thing. I chew my nails all the time. So that's one thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is. I'm going to have to go with the smell just because I think a stranger's nails would be disgusting. I don't know. It, to me, it would depend on if I didn't know, like if I couldn't see the person, if they just like mailed me a thing of nails once a week, then I could probably yeah. get behind it and be like, oh, I'll power through. I would rather do that than smell the shit, I think. Sauté them with my pierogies and bacon and just pretend yeah. they're onions. You won't uh-huh. even know. Don't disturb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode has been derailed now yeah um, there you go <laughs> anyway anyway um sounds like it sounds like a youtube challenge video that uh <laughs> <laughs> all of elena's followers send her toenails yeah. send her to- <laughs> done on camera oh you know i eat toenails once a week yeah just for fun yeah, whatever. nobody even tells me i have to <clears throat> um, they're actually actively asking me to stop and I just keep posting it. <laughs> Nobody watches them. It gets negative views. Yeah. Yeah. Releasing um, the cookbook next year. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. Um, anyway, anyway, despite that last couple of minutes, I think this went really well. And um, I'm glad you joined us. Oh, uh, if you have a couple seconds, real quick, what is Supreme Law? And uh, maybe tell us what, what about that, that a movie that you were a part of or a documentary that you were a part of? Oh, no, that was, um, that's a whole, that's a whole other thing. It was like a mm. side thing with um, the, some, with the National Film Board of Canada. It's, ah. it's nothing, I don't, I don't think it's relevant to talk about on the Fair enough, fair enough. I looked okay. it up, I watched a little preview. People can look it up if they want, have at her. Um, yeah, anyway, Elena. thing. Fair enough. Um Plug whatever you like to plug. See, that's how you drink water, folks. Listen to that. Didn't hear a single glug, glug, that. glug, glug. That's, that's like a pro. You can tell she eats nails. <laughs> I'd like to promo. I mean, my YouTube. I make videos mostly about the LGBTQ community. Sometimes I do stuff just for fun. Like I do challenges. I'll, you know, vlog my life. It's really all sorts of different stuff on there. My Instagram, I'm always um, at Miss Fender with two R's. You can find me or by searching Elena Joy. And that's about it. That's what Perfect. I do. I'm we'll, we'll send our tens of YouTube followers um, over yeah. your way. And uh, yeah, nobody watches us on YouTube, but we'll see if they will now. I don't know. They don't want to see yeah, us. Sure. They'll just tape over their screen where our faces are. And then, yeah, yeah that's for the best. It's to do it that way anyway. Lynch, yeah. Love the shirts, by the way. Thank you. You want one? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, sure. I'll send you one. Okay. We'll figure that out off, off mic. Um, all right, yeah. folks. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks, Elena. This has been a blast. Um, I think we touched on a lot of really powerful, important things that I hope 
people listening, if maybe they're on the fence about coming out, especially here or living their best life or being mindful or e biting their toenails, um, I think we've given them a lot to think about. And uh, thank you. Oh, I know what oh, I'm going to be so thinking much. about once we stop. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, enjoy your day. Uh, have some uh, British beer for me. And um, we'll do. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. Thank you. Be this done. was fun. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Bye. And as always, the Tweetest Podcast is supported by Manscaped. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach pod? Well, you're in luck because our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Complement your summer bod with the trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining. Call in your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code idiots. <laughs> yeah, hot guy summer. I'm going into summer, you know, <laughs> gigantic. So I should probably yeah. maybe shave a cool, you know, a cool design into something right. maybe, you know, real show off. There you go. Really that bring beach attention. is going to get whatever body I want to give it. Exactly. And it's going to like it. It's going to like it, whether or not I'm shaved or not. Uh, it's time to bundle up. With the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is brand new, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is insane, and dare I say, the goat of ball trimmers? Yeah, I said it. They made me say it, but I said it. Oh, boy. The goat. <laughs> the goat. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming access thanks to advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor. That's a lot of ripples. A new <laughs> multi function on off switch can engage the travel lock and gives you the ability to turn on the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. If your power goes out and you need to get a shave like right now, you get a light right on there. It's good for yeah. you. There's nothing I worry about more than my genital shaving when the power goes out. Um, hey, you want to look good for the firemen. You want to look good for the first responders. You want to just look good and feel good. Yeah. And did I mention, this trimmer is waterproof too. So <clears throat> even if your house is flooding while it's also out of power, and I'm going to lean into this metaphor, you can uh, <laughs> you can still shave in the shower or in the wild. And from your chest pubes all the way down to your ball fro, the lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. Want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. And, and uh, make sure you uh, seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations before heading outside. Use the Crop Preserver Ball deodorant to keep, your, keep you on your game in the heat. After trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the heat, give your beach balls a boost and use the Crop Reviver. Manscaped. Even threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. <clears throat> so, folks, get 20% off and free shipping with the code IDIOTS, I-D-I-O-T-S, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code IDIOTS, manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine, shine with Manscaped. This little light of mine, <laughs> I'm gonna let it shine. Woo! 
just the two idiots again. Just us. Just the two of us. We can make it if you try. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. All right. Um, well, thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Like I said, Elena Fender is likely the most internet relevant person we've we've ever had on the show. Almost guaranteed. Almost guaranteed. Upwards of three hundred thousand followers on the YouTube. I don't know, 60 grand on Instagram. God knows what else she has on whatever other platform. Um, definitely check her out wherever, like she said, search for either Miss Fender with two R's or Elena Joy. And um, we'll take some stuff. You'll get it. You'll figure it out. For sure um, you get there. Yeah. Um, find us on social media. We are Two Idiots Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We're Two Idiots Show on Twitter. I've been posting there once or twice lately. So hit us up. Drop us a line. Say hi on any of the mediums. Um, yeah, and then we are also Two Idiots Podcast on YouTube. Yes, hit us up by email, podcast at gmail.com. Find us there, send them whatever you want to send us. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Two Idiots Podcast. We can help support us there. We have a bunch of different tiers you guys can sign up on. And we'll also get you entered in some, you get some bonus content, you get contests you get entered in. One of our recent Father's Day contests, a patron member won. Woo-hoo! Just yep. by getting a bonus on Patreon. So shows you it's well worth well worth a, a few dimes a week to throw our way. few dimes, yep. Yep. And, and uh, yeah. yeah. At the $7 tier and above, you are in the Idiot Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. And as of this episode today... Our members of our Idiot Hall of Fame. I don't know if you can open it, Randy, on your phone while you're recording. I could not, but let's see if I can do it off memory. Okay. So we have, first up, uh, Janet Gooden. Yep. Bam, nailed it. Thank <laughs> you, Janet, for your support. Much appreciated. We also have uh, me mama, uh, Danny Dewick. Ooh, thank you. The, old, the OG patron of the Twitties <laughs> podcast. Groundbreaker. Trendsetter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and given me a lot more money than she's ever had to in her life, so there you go. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, Kayla Lundberg on behalf of her and Jordan Peters. Mm-hmm. Much appreciated. I'm rolling here. Uh, mm-hmm. Our latest contest winner that we alluded to, Mitchell Buck Pierce. Buck Pierce. Buck Pierce. Buck Pierce. Uh, thank you very much for your support. We have uh, Brian Moore, of course, as mm-hmm. always. Brian. Brian came in clutch with another dick pic before the show this week. Because um, he felt bad for missing last week. So he sent a good one this week. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a good one. It was a nice a tree with a stick coming oh. out. You know? so, yeah. I saw that one. Yeah. What'd yeah. you rate it? Uh, 10 out of 10 because it's solid wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So thank you for that, Brian. Uh, we also have Big Drew, Drew, Drew McDonald, the colonizer himself. Sir Drew. Um, and I feel like I'm missing one, but I don't nope. know if I am. You got him. I got nailed him. it. Ran the gamut. I've always thought it was ran the gambit, but apparently gamut is a separate word. Oh, I think I always assumed it was gamut. Yeah. Um, I'm just smarter than you, that's all. Yeah, right. I've heard it both ways, so Gamut Gambit is a kind of sacrifice. Well Gamut is a range. I don't right. know what that means. Um anyway. Anyway, okay. So yeah, definitely thank you to those that are supporting us on Patreon. You know, for as little as three bucks a month you get all these different perks and you support the show. 
and you say uh, you get we we get to say thank you to you on the air and yeah. you know a little extra thank you. We say thank you to everybody that yeah. listens anyway. Uh, I don't know why I have my hands. I have my hands crossed for some reason. I'm very appreciative. Just dear Lord, thank you for these Lord, Please, Lord, bless us, bless the souls. Um, <laughs> yeah. So thank you to everybody that uh, that contributes, and also thank you to everybody that listened. Um, definitely hit us up on any of the things. Leave a rating and review if you can. If you listen to this, goes um, up so tremendously for sure. Yep. Spread the word. If you're on Apple Podcasts, which most of you are, the, the process is pretty simple. Scroll down, hit uh, write a review, leave a review, five star rating, five star, and uh, we're gonna read it out loud on the air whenever we get five star ratings. So, anyway. Dang. Okay. So, also, of course, as always, you're gonna hear the ad, but Manscaped.com. Use the code idiots. That way, uh, you can help them keep paying us. Yeah. Yeah. Contract. They they have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> keep the show, keep the show alive. <clears throat> yep. Anyway, um, and you can get merch and stuff. Uh, it's all in the show notes. I don't uh, link in the bio, as yep. they say. I need to keep making some new stuff. But anyway, all right, folks. Enough of this commercial bullshit. Link, this... link, link right there. If Reg wants to edit the video, wherever that is. I don't is. know if I know how to do that, but I'll try. <laughs> I'll try. Um, I ain't no YouTube star. No, no, not like our lovely guest. Miss Elena Joy. It was it was it was a joy to talk to her today. Oh, oh. You know, apparently that oh, wasn't that. originally her middle name. No. Nope. In looking thing, I was gonna bring it up while we were chatting, but it got lost in the shuffle. Apparently, it was originally Aaron, and she changed it to Joy. Apparently. Oh. Well. Yeah. Proud. I mean, I need to give myself a middle name. We should put it to a vote. Everybody listening should tell me what my middle <laughs> name should be. And uh, it's, it's gonna turn out like Reg Bodie McBoatface. Yep. Weeb. Yep. <laughs> Reg Mc. McDicky McDickface. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> okay. Well, Red thanks, Solid Wood Weave. Oh, ooh, ooh, I like there it. There you go. That, there you go. A ring to it. Um, all right, folks. Well, thank you for listening. I hope, again, I hope that this is our final Pride episode, and I hope that you got something from it. And um, if not, we make a lot of jokes, have a lot of fun, and I hope you had fun at that too, even if you didn't learn anything. 100%. So, without further ado, we're going to bid you adieu. Adieu. Okay. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Ich liebe dich. Ja, ja. Ja, ja. Hat ein, uh, ein guter Tag habt. Nein. I don't know. Ich kann sure. nicht Deutsch sprechen. Nein, nein, nein. Nein. Um, okay, let's end this shit. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye.